You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. John 21, it says, After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And on this wise showed he himself. Well, when it says that he showed himself again, he appeared to them, of course, there uh, the day of the resurrection. Uh, there he appeared to the disciples, appeared to Mary Magdalene, he appeared to those folks. Well, then we know that Jesus appeared on that evening. Uh, that Sunday night, Jesus appeared to his disciples. And remember, Thomas was missing. And uh, Thomas didn't believe him. He said, yeah, I don't believe all that stuff until I, I see uh, the, 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 uh, the nail prints in his hands and the hole in his side, I won't believe. And then the Bible says that eight days later uh, that Jesus appeared uh, to Thomas and uh, he showed him, uh, verse number 26, and after eight days again, his disciples were within and Thomas with them. And then came Jesus, the doors being shut and stood in the midst and said, peace be unto you. So that was another time that Jesus showed up to the disciples. But here we find in John 21, this is the third time. It says in verse number 14, this is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples after that he was risen from the dead. Now, why do you think Jesus had to keep showing up? Maybe because those disciples were a lot like us. They needed reminders. They needed reassurance. They needed to be recharged. They needed to be refocused. They needed to be put back on track. In this case, when Jesus shows up, they're doing something that they should not have been doing. By the way, I'm not here tonight to preach against fishing. If you like fishing, I'm not saying fishing's a bad thing. But this was more than a fishing trip. For Peter and six other disciples that were with him, this was a consideration to go back to their old profession. Maybe they got discouraged. Maybe after Jesus had risen from the dead and he had not set up his kingdom, maybe for these uh, disciples, maybe they felt like that maybe they just couldn't keep preaching. They couldn't keep doing what God wanted them to do. And so verse number three, Peter says to the others, he says, I go a fishing. They say unto him, we also go with thee. Now, by the way, for Peter to say he's going fishing, he's not talking about a leisurely trip. This was his occupation. This was his way of life. This is what he knew. This is what he did. Remember when Jesus called uh, uh, Peter uh, and Andrew and, and James and John, remember he said, I want you to follow me. I want you to forsake your nets. And he said, from here on out, you're going to be fishers of men. Well, now they're going back fishing for fish. The disciples went with him, verse number three, and it says they went forth and entered into a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus saith unto them, Children, have ye any meat? And they answered him, No. <laughs> That's discouraging. They've been fishing all night long. They've gone back to their old ways. They've gone back to their old uh, profession. They're maybe considering getting out of serving God and going back to the world. I don't know all of that, but I think that was going on. And they've caught nothing. 
zero. People who had been expert fishermen and now they're out all night, they don't catch a thing. Verse number six, and he said unto them, cast the net on the right side of the ship and ye shall find. They cast therefore and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. You talk about a surprise. They've been out all night long. And Jesus says, well, duh, all the fish are on the other side of the boat. You just got your net on the wrong side. Well, obviously it wasn't that simple. It was that they just needed to hear what Jesus had to say. They needed to listen to Jesus. And they knew that, uh, and if you, by the way, and if I will listen to Jesus, it's amazing how much better things will go if we'll just listen to him. But we see in verse number uh, seven, therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved saith unto Peter, it is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girt his fisher's coat unto him for he was naked and he did cast himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in a little ship for they were not far from land, but as it were 200 cubits and they were dragging the nets with fishes. Say, why did Peter jump out of the boat? He didn't want to wait. He was so uh, impulsive. He was so reactionary. He said, you guys can wait with the fish. You guys can wait on the boat. I got to get over here. I got to see what's going on. I got to talk to this guy because it's Jesus. In verse number 10, Jesus saith unto them, bring of the fish which ye have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land full of great fishes, an hundred and fifty and three. And for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Jesus saith unto them, come and dine. And none of the disciples durst ask him, who art thou, knowing that it was the Lord. Jesus then cometh and taketh bread and giveth it them and fish likewise. This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples after that he was risen from the dead. Lord, I pray you'd speak to us tonight as we look at your word and as we focus tonight on some reminders after the resurrection. Lord, I believe we need these reminders. I believe we need these truths. I believe that we need to hear these things because sometimes it's easy after the resurrection to forget what it's all about. Sometimes it's easy to go back to our old ways. Sometimes it's easy to go back to old habits. Sometimes it's easy to go back to old schedules. But I pray that we would not go home the same. I pray that we would not uh, leave this Easter Sunday the same as how we entered it. But I pray that we would apply these truths to our lives. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Here we see that the disciples had gone back to doing their own thing. Jesus had made them fishers of men. They had forsaken their nets and followed him. But now they're having second thoughts. I want to give you just a few things to think about tonight in this message. Number one. I want to say this, reminders after the resurrection. Number one, God's plan is always better than your plan. Amen. Every single time. You say, but you don't understand. You don't, you don't know what I got going. You don't know about this opportunity. You don't know about this. You don't know about that. You don't, I don't need to know about any of that. I just know this, that God's plan is always better than our plan. Their plan was, let's go back fishing. But God's plan was for them to be fishers of men. You see, they were out all night and they caught nothing. They didn't catch anything until Jesus said, hey, cast the net on the other side of the boat. But by the way, as fishers of fish, they worked all night and caught nothing. But as fishers of men, just a short time after John 21, you get to the book of Acts and you see that on the day of Pentecost, there were 3,000. 
8,000 souls that were saved. That's a pretty big catch. As fishers of men, they caught 3,000 on one day. As fishers of fish, they fished all night long and caught nothing. You see, God's plan is better than your plan. God's plan is better than my plan. Number two, I want to remind us tonight, and I know this sounds so basic, but God knows more than you know. Now, I know, I know we would attest to that, and we would say, well, of course he does. But sometimes we act like we know better. We read the Bible, or we hear the Bible, or uh, we, uh, we, uh, we know what the Bible says, and sometimes we do the opposite. Sometimes we think, well, I'm the exception. God was saying that for everybody else, but not for me, because after all, I, I've got this thing figured out. I want to remind you, God knows better than you do. They were fishing on what they thought was the right side of the boat. But Jesus spoke and he said, you're doing it wrong. He said, cast your net on the right side of the boat. And that is when they caught the fish. God knows more than you know. And you say, well, how do we know what God knows? Well, we get in his word right here. And as we get in the word of God, we find that God gives us wisdom and he gives us understanding and he gives us knowledge. I would recommend if you're not reading uh, every day, reading from the book of Proverbs, I would recommend you read at least one proverb every day. Uh, if you read the one that goes with the day of the week, tomorrow you'd read Proverbs 18, Tuesday Proverbs 19, but read the Proverbs. It, it'll give you wisdom from God. I'm not talking about a fortune cookie. I'm not talking about a cute little saying or a cute little quote. I'm not against the, well, I may be against fortune cookies, but I'm not against the cute quotes. But here's what I'm saying. Those may or may not work, but this right here is the word of God and God knows more than we know. Number three, I want to remind you after the resurrection that God can meet all your needs. Now think about this. As fishermen, you're not only trying to fish so that you can get enough fish to sell. You're also trying to get enough fish so that you can have something to eat, okay? I know this is getting real deep here. I know that, I mean, this is, you know, I know it's Sunday night and you're just coming off the Sunday afternoon nap, uh, lunch, coma, and all that. But, but if you're a fisherman and you catch fish, you want to have enough to eat and then you want to have enough to sell. You really need both. Well, these guys didn't have enough to sell and they didn't have enough to eat. They caught nothing. Meanwhile, Jesus is already on the shore. He's already got a fire going. He's already got a meal prepared. He's got fish and bread. Now, I personally believe that this was a reminder to them of the feeding of the 5,000, where Jesus took the five loaves and he took the two small fishes and he blessed them and he broke them and he fed 5,000. And then he gathered up the, the leftovers, 12 baskets, which I believe was one for each of the disciples, just as a reminder to say, hey guys, you're following me, but I can take care of you. I can feed 5,000. I can feed 15,000. I own the cattle on a thousand hills. I can take care of you. I can meet your needs. And Jesus tells his disciples, he says, hey, Come on over, verse 12, come and dine. Don't you love it when Jesus says come? Aren't you glad that he that cometh to, to Jesus, he will in no wise cast out? Aren't you glad that the invitation is open for us to come and get saved? Aren't you glad the invitation is for us uh, to come unto him, all ye that labor and are heavy laden? And Jesus said, I'll give you rest. Aren't you glad that the invitation is open for you and I to come and to dine? 
and to feast on the word of God and to be pro uh, provided for through the blessings of God, God can meet all your needs. Jesus already had a meal ready for these hungry fishermen after being out all night on the sea. But then I want you to notice number four. We get to verses 15 through 17, and I think this is a little bit more familiar. This is where Jesus has a conversation with Peter. And he asks Peter three times, Peter, do you love me more than these? Now, I think there's a few applications there. I personally think he was talking about the fish and fishing and doing what he had done, his, his past uh, uh, calling and his past profession. But he says, hey, Peter, do you love me more than these? And he asks him three times. Isn't it interesting that Jesus' ministry lasted for three and a half years? Jesus was in the grave for three days and three nights. This is now the third appearance that Jesus appears to the disciples and then three times he asks Peter that question. Now, why do you think he asked Peter three times? I, I believe it was because just a few days earlier, Peter had denied Jesus three times. I don't know him. I don't know the man. Peter even cursed and swore and said, I have no idea who you're talking about. I'm not one of them. I don't know that man. And immediately the rooster crowed. The Bible says that Peter remembered the words of the Lord. He went out and he wept bitterly. Here Jesus comes and he says three times to Peter, Peter, do you love me more than these? Peter, do you love me more than these? Peter, do you love me more than these? I want you to notice in verse number 15, when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon. It's interesting. He doesn't call him Peter. That was the name that Jesus assigned to him. But he calls him by his old name. Maybe it's because that's what Peter wanted. Maybe that's what Peter was going to choose. Maybe it's because Peter was going back to his old ways and going back to his old friends and going back to doing his own thing. But Jesus says, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? Do you love me more than the fish? By the way, those 153 that had just come in, they could have sold those and made a pretty penny, I'm sure. Do you love me more than the fish that you're, you just got done eating? Do you love me more than the boat? Do you love me more than the sea? Do you love me more than all those things that were a part of your past? Do you love me more than these? Can I tell you, number four, some reminders after the resurrection. Number four, God's will cannot be accomplished until you first love Jesus. Now, I know that sounds so simple, but sometimes we rest in our ability. We rest in our experience. Sometimes we, we rest in our determination, like, you know, I'm going to do this because I just, anything I set my mind to, I'm going to do it. Well, I'd say Peter was pretty determined too. Peter said, though all forsake thee, yet will not. I, I will follow you to the death. And Jesus said, no, you won't, Peter. Because for Peter, he had to get settled the love question. Did he love Jesus? Did he truly love Jesus? Or was he just along for the ride? 
I want to remind you that Peter asks, excuse me, Jesus asks Peter, Peter, do you love me? But the question of whether or not Jesus loved Peter, that question had already been answered. That question had already been settled. And if you're here tonight and you say, you know, I don't know if Jesus loves me, I want to tell you, I know he does. I know the answer to that question. He loves you and he loves me and he proved it on the cross. He gave his life. What more could he give? Oh, how he loves you and me. But do you love him? If you love him and if I love him, we will keep his commandments. We will do his will. Notice what Jesus says. Do you love me? And, and, and that word, do you love me? Jesus is using the agape love. Peter says to Jesus, he says, I love you with a phileo love. I'm, I, I'm fond of you. I, I'm affectionate towards you. But Jesus will say, no, we need the love that is unconditional, a love that is real, a love that is true, a love that is everlasting. Peter, finally, in verse number 15, uh, he saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And Jesus saith unto him, Feed my lambs. Then we get to verse number 16, the same question. And Peter said, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Do you see what Jesus is doing there? He said, You just got off a boat. You just came back from a fishing trip. But he said, Peter, I don't need you to be a fisher of fish. I need you to be a fisher of men. I need you to go into the shepherd ministry. I need you to be a shepherd over my flock. I need you to, to, to care for some sheep like I care for the sheep. I need you to preach to some sheep. I need you to get some sheep into the fold. And he said, Peter, if you love me, he said, I'm going to need you to feed my sheep. Then we get down to verse number 19. This spake he signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he saith unto him, follow me. I want to ask you this evening, would you be willing to follow Jesus no matter what? I'm glad that we can celebrate Easter Sunday morning. I'm glad we can celebrate the resurrection. It's a wonderful day and I'm all for it. But I think we ought to love Jesus tomorrow too. And I think we ought to love him the next day. And I think we ought to love him every day. And until we love him, we're not going to accomplish his will. We're not going to accomplish his plan until we get settled the question of whether or not we love him. And if you love him, and if I love him, we're going to feed his sheep. We're going to minister to people. We're going to care about people. And if we love him, we're going to follow him no matter where he leads. You know where Jesus was leading Peter? Away from fishing. Away from his comfort zone. Away from everything he knew. Away from everything he loved. Don't you know that Peter probably grew up on that sea? Don't you know that Peter probably knew that sea like the back of his hand? Don't you know he knew boats and he knew fishing and he knew weather patterns. He knew all of that. That was his expertise. And Jesus said, I want you to leave all of that. I want you to follow me. The question of love. Do you love him? You see, as we close tonight, Peter had to be reminded of these things. First of all, Peter had to be reminded that Jesus is living. And I'm glad every time Jesus showed up, Peter was reminded that Jesus Christ is alive. I hope you've been reminded of that today. 
And he wasn't just alive at the empty tomb, but he's alive in your life and my life. And he's alive at Victory Baptist Church. And he's alive in Roanoke Rapids. In 2022, he's still alive. But Peter also had to be reminded that Jesus is Lord. And if he's alive, can I tell you, that settles the question that he is Lord. He is king. He is our master. Everything that he says, we should say, yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. But Peter here, I believe he was reminded that Jesus is love. And I want to tell you tonight that Jesus loves you. you say, but pastor, you don't know what I've done. I know what Peter did. I know that Peter denied the Lord three times. While Jesus was uh, 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 there uh, in Pilate's hall getting ready to be crucified, Peter had the opportunity to speak up and say, I know him, I love him, uh, he changed my life. But Peter instead began to curse and swear and denied his Lord and Savior three times. If Jesus could say, Peter, I still love you, I want to tell you he loves you and he loves me. We love him, the Bible says, because he first loved us. I want to remind you tonight that Jesus is living. Jesus is Lord. And Jesus is love. He loves you. No matter what you've been through, no matter how many times you failed him, no matter how many times I've dropped the ball, no matter how many times that I, I feel like I've messed things up, I'm glad that his love is unconditional. He loves you no matter what, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, he loves you. I want to encourage you, would you tonight, would you get your love back for him? Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.